What is up, Buttercup? Happy motherfucking Wednesday. It's your girl, Allie Griffith, coming in hot, y'all. I'm a walking disaster this week. You guys know anytime you're about to like go out of town for an extended amount of period of time, it's just a disaster. So I'm walking around like a chicken with my head cut off. So this episode's going to be a little different and I'll let you know how it's going to be. But if you're new here, hi, welcome. Kind of just threw you in the deep end there. I'm Allie, the host of Be That Bitch podcast, where we talk all about being that bitch, whatever that bitch is to you. And, you know, it's a little bit of everything. We talk a little bit about smutty novels. We talk a little bit about mindset, a little bit about moms, a little bit about sex. We talk a little bit about rock and roll and drugs and all that stuff. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll? No, nobody else? Anyways. Um, But it's a little bit of everything. And so if you have stumbled upon my little section of the podcast app, I am so grateful you're here. Thank you, and I hope you aren't too scared by what you come to witness with me, you know, because I forget sometimes that people actually can find me through the podcast app or through Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Most of the time, I thought like people were going to come from Instagram to listen to my podcast. So like Instagram, they can get acquainted to me over an abundant amount of time. Well, here you just kind of get thrown in the deep end, like sink or swim, motherfucker. And so I hope you swim. I hope you don't sink. But I am so excited. So like I said, this week's going to be a little different. I am getting ready for vacation. And so my life is insane. It's crazy. And I want to get an episode out to y'all. But honestly, zero creative juices flowing in this head of mine right now because I am thinking about all the shit that I need to do. On top of, can we fucking talk about how my tire, like the inside wall of my tire yesterday, a brand spanking new tire that I got in March, blew the fuck out. Blew the fuck out while I was driving completely straight, nowhere else, literally straight, coming up to like a a red lot and it blew out, went from 34 PI or whatever to one in like 0.02 seconds. So me being the fucking bad bitch I am. And because my mother, my mother, I grew up with a single mom was raised by a single mom. She says, honey, a woman needs to know one of two things, really one of three things, how to check her oil, how to change a tire and how to jumpstart her car. One of three things a woman always needs to know because you don't need to depend on a man for any of those basic necessities. So thank you, Mama Mangum. I knew how to change a tire. It had been like maybe 10 years, but I, I got it. I got it changed. I got dirt under my nails. I felt like a badass bitch. And the entire time I was changing that tires, you know what I was thinking? I was over here in my head going I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? Like I was so proud of myself because not only did I change it by myself like an independent bitch, I also figured out where the like, I don't even know what the fuck that thing's called. You know how you get the lug nuts off? It was inside the jack. Who the fuck gets all this fancy shit? Like, do you not remember back, back in my day? I'm talking like I'm old and I'm literally about to turn 28. Back in my day, we had like those metal contraption things that look like crosses and that's all you had. Well, now they like to hide that metal contraption thingy in the color black inside the jack to fuck with your head. So it took me longer to figure out how to find that thing to get the lug nuts off than it was to actually change the tire. But we got her done because we're independent. 
badass bitch. So today I spent most of the day trying to find somewhere to get a new tire today so I can get all my errands ran and all that stuff. So I have zero time to record a podcast episode. So I have a treat. I have a treat for y'all and I hope you enjoy it. I hope, you know, at least gives some kind of value. And if not, come back next week because my running coach will be on to teach you all about running. But this week I'm going to give you an exclusive behind the curtain, behind closed doors, look at what one of my weekly coaching calls is like. So if y'all don't know, hi, I'm Allie. I'm an online health and fitness um, coach and I host boot camps and help mentor women, you know, mindset wise to fucking hold, like ditch all the shit that's holding them back and really step into who they are and, you know, stop dieting and start living and all that stuff. So I teach a lot of mindset and a lot of stuff within my health and fitness boot camps. And this week, well, last week, fuck it, whatever, Saturday, we talked all about self-love and I thought that would be a really good like topic for you guys to hear, for y'all to hear my top 10 tips on self-love. So I am going to share the recording of one of my weekly coaching calls so you guys can kind of see what that's like, but you guys can also have a great podcast episode. Um, Now, I don't know, you guys know I can't listen to my voice. I don't listen to my podcast. I don't listen to my lives. I don't listen to my stories. I don't listen to anything because I don't get how y'all can listen to my voice. I literally feel like I'm a 12 year old boy going through fucking puberty. Like that's what I think my voice sounds like. It's all like scratchy and like annoying, but apparently y'all can tolerate it. So I appreciate y'all. So I don't know the, I just don't know how this call went. I can't remember. It was multiple days ago and I can't remember what I had for breakfast, let alone what I said during this call. But from what my client said, it was a really good one. So we're going to share it together. Y'all, why do you listen to this podcast? I swear, sometimes I don't know. I feel like maybe it's because you realize like all of us are fucking walking disasters. You know, we're all just doing our best and forgetting the rest. And somehow it all falls together to be a beautiful disaster, right? Right? It's okay to be a disaster. We just want to be a beautiful disaster because that's the story of my life. I am successful disaster successful beautiful disaster um but yeah so I'm gonna share that episode with y'all but before we get to that I wanted to share my book of the week because you guys I did not realize how much how much how much of y'all how many of y'all words are fucking hard y'all words are so hard and that's kind of sucky when I have a podcast because words 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 are hard um how many of y'all that loved my recommendations for books so many of you guys were like oh my gosh I've tried this book I read this book you got me into reading and I'm over here like you damn right bitch you damn right because I am a firm believer and if you believe you don't love to read you just haven't found the right book and if you find the right book especially romance with some spice you will love reading. So what have I read this week? So your girl took a dip in the fantasy world. And I have learned one of like, I've learned three things in the midst of my uh, journey into fantasy. One is my rational brain can't comprehend fantasy. Like I'm looking for logical reasons to as to which everything they do when mm, it's a fucking fantasy world, right? Like <laughs> I'm over here like, how is he ejaculating into her every single second and she's not pregnant yet? And they're not wearing condoms because they don't even have condoms in this world. And like, how is that even possible? And they don't touch base with it. So I'm over here waiting for her to get pregnant, but she never does. So... <laughs> 
Like, this is where my mind goes. What? So, you know, maybe in fantasy world, they can't get pregnant from that. But anyways, the second thing I learned is those books are thicker than Snickers. Every single fucking fantasy book I have came in contact with is thicker than a Snicker, like literally 600 page thick. So this, this trilogy is a fucking commitment, a commitment of time, energy, and brain span. It's intense. And then number three is they come up with some weird fucked up names that I can't pronounce. They use really big words and really weird names to name everybody. And so when they do that, am I the only one that does this? When they like come up with really big names that you can't pronounce or words, you just fucking make up something for them. And so then instead of it being blah, 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 it's Joe. So every time blah, 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 blah comes on, you're like, no, Joe, your name's Joe. We're not going with that. Like it's fucking Joe. No, just me. Okay. Well, those are the three things I've learned from reading this fantasy. But the trilogy is by Penelope Barsetti, who also, she has two pen names. She also goes by Penelope Sky. So she writes like fiction, romance, smutty romance. Um, if you guys have ever heard of Button and Lace, which I'm going to start that soon, she writes that under Penelope Sky, but she writes fantasy under Penelope Barsetti. So this is the like Forsaken King, uh, the Broken Queen, the Three Kings trilogy. And so basically what this is, is Huntley, when he was a little boy, was forced to witness his mama getting raped and his daddy getting murdered. And then they kicked him off the fucking cliff to this world below, right? There's like this whole world below. They kicked him off the cliff, exiled him, whatever. Um, they didn't expect them to survive. Well, they did. And he spent the last 20 years creating a tunnel to get back up there to avenge his father's death and to reclaim the throne because they were like the leaders and the, and whatever up there. And they got overthrown by that merciful way, whatever, merciless Merciful, merciless, I don't know, whatever. Trying to get two big words. Um, so needless to say, they were like, fuck you, we're coming back for our throne. Well, the, he kidnaps his daughter, Ivory, and Ivory's like, fuck you, you're not kidnapping me. Absolutely not. You're, you've lost your ever-loving mind if you think I'm just, well, she ended up getting kidnapped regardless because he ended up, you know, knocking her the fuck out. Um, and so they're traveling to this unknown world. He needs her for something. She can't believe that her father would ever rape and murder anybody. Well, needless to say, um, he did because she saw living proof and yeah, that rest was history. They want to overflow, ever overthrown stuff and all that stuff. So it's so good. If you have, you know, a lot of time on your hands, each book is like, I think the first one's 500 pages and the second two are uh 600 pages so like i said very big commitments but worth the commitment if you're wanting something less of a commitment right you're like oh i want to try reading but that, <laughs> we ain't got thicker than a snicker time i read the four leaf um by fuck it's like a french name you can gts you can google that shit but it's by lee jacotte I don't know how to pronounce that last name, but it's like a friends to lovers like novella. And I hate friends to lovers. I like angst. I love assholes. I love bickering. Friends to lovers isn't my type of thing. But when you make friends to lovers with um, BDSM, so he's into um, like prey kink where he likes to uh, 
chase a bitch and then capture her and have his way with her, uh, then this, it was very interesting. And it was only like a hundred pages. So super short, really spicy and a good read if you are into that type of thing. Um, okay. So those are my book suggestions for the week. I'll have more for you next time because one of my, oh, I'm so excited. Mercy's coming out by Sarah Kate, which I am obsessed with the Salacious Players Club series. And this is the fourth book and the final book in the series. So, you know, you know, your girl's going to talk all about that next time because it's a late birthday present to me because it comes out on the 25th. Your girl's birthday is on the 23rd. Yeah, 23rd. Whoa, I just forgot my birthday. Um, so, anywho. I'm going to go, I'm going to let you listen to this recording of me sharing my top 10 tips to self-love and I hope you enjoy it. We're going to talk all about self-love today. I know last week we talked a lot about body acceptance and body neutrality. And so this week I really want to dive into self-love because I know a lot of us, that's our goal, right? We want to, we're doing this because we want to love ourselves more, right? We're working out, we're wanting to lose weight. We're wanting to do whatever because we feel like we hate ourselves. And the one thing that I want y'all to always remember, you don't have to be a smaller version of yourself to be a better version of yourself. You don't have to shrink yourself to love yourself. It all starts here. It's not our aesthetics, right? Because we all know, and I use this description a lot. So I'm sure a lot of you guys that have been here a while know this, like the back of your hand there, we all have been to a point in our life where we have been our goal weight and we hated ourselves just as much as we do now. I mean, in high school, I was a hundred and a buck 40, a buck 50. And I hated myself. I would walk around like a freaking penguin. So I had a thigh gap, like all the other kids. And I felt like just fat and ugly. And then I'm like, what, why did I feel that way at a buck 40 at a buck 50? Like what? And so just remember y'all, it's not your aesthetics. That's going to make you love yourself anymore. It's not going to be the losing weight. It's not going to be the losing of the inches. It's not going to be the size that you want to be. That's not what's going to make you love yourself because that pant size does not define the woman that you are the mom that you are, the wife that you are, the woman that you are, who your aesthetics, right? You, that doesn't define you. You can love yourself because you know that you are a great human. You can love yourself because you know you are a kick-ass mom. You can love yourself because you know you are a badass wife. Like you can love yourself because you know you are just who you are and you are amazing. Y'all are worthy of the love. And I think that's something we all forget because society puts such an emphasis on aesthetics, right? Who wears this? Who wears that? Who looks like this? Who looks like that? And don't even get me started if you're like in the dating world and everybody just looks at you like you're a piece of meat. So it's really hard to feel like your worth isn't defined by your outer appearance. But y'all, no one says, you know what? She's a beautiful mom. She's a beautiful woman. She must be a bombing ass mom, right? Nobody says, like, Ooh, she is hot as fuck. She must be the best wife ever. No, maybe she's a good lay, but that doesn't define the type of woman that she is. Right. And so just reminding yourself that you, the person that you are deserves love. Even if you don't feel like your outer appearance reflects what you want it to be right now. And then the second thing is y'all, whatever follows I am is. So many times we'll say things when we're in a bad mood, right? When we're having a low confidence day. But what we don't realize is those things like seep in our subconscious and those are what become become reality, right? If we're saying, I am lazy, I am tired. How many of us have woke up saying, I am tired and all you can think about all day is how tired you are. Like you wake up 
after eight hours of sleep and you're like, fuck, I am tired. And then no matter what happens throughout that day, no matter how much caffeine you have, no matter what happens, you physically cannot get over that exhaustion because all you're thinking about is you are tired. Because the first thing you said when your foot hit foot, when your feet hit that floor was that I am tired. And so now your brain is looking for every reason to give proof that this is why you're tired because that's what your brain is following. What we say to ourselves, our brain looks for supporting, like supporting factors to prove that is right. So that's why we're saying if I am fat, your brain is literally looking for all the reasons why you're fat. I am ugly. Your brain's literally going to look for all of the reasons why you're ugly. And even in that moment, even if it's an insecure moment that you don't truly believe it, your brain is going to hold on to that. And you're going to like layer it down in your subconscious. So yet what we've got to realize, we've got to be so careful, so careful with what we say. Why are we so quick to say things like, I am lazy. I am not a morning person. I am ugly. But we would never say, you are ugly. You are not a morning person. You are lazy. Why do we feel like it's okay to say I, but not you? Because we would hurt somebody else's feelings, but we're hurting our own fucking feelings. We're hurting our own feelings when we put this onto us. Why would we say this about ourselves if we would not say it to somebody else? So I want you, next time you're going to say I am something, I want you to go to your child and say that same thing to them. Maybe that will make you think secondly about projecting these thoughts on yourself. And I know it's not a foolproof thing, but we've just got to start trying to catch ourselves. And I'm not saying you've got to switch it with something positive because your brain can read bullshit from a mile away. If you're used to saying I am ugly and you're waking up saying I am pretty, your brain's going to be like, you don't believe that shit for a second. But why don't we just try not to say anything? Neutrality, right? We talked last week, right? About the difference between body positivity and body neutrality, that that there's like this missing gray area. We talked about gray areas, right? We love a gray area. There's the gray area between body acceptance and body hatred, body neutrality. The same thing comes with self-love, right? There's a difference between self-hatred, self-love. It's self-neutrality. We feel neutral about ourselves. We don't hate ourselves, but we don't love ourselves. We're working on it, right? And so if we just don't say I am anything, it doesn't give our brain something to focus on. And so we can start baby stepping our way into learning to love ourselves better. Y'all remember you are amazing. And there's so many amazing qualities about yourself, but the more that you're looking for all of the things you hate about yourself, the more you can't focus on all the amazing things that you have going on, right? I want you right now, think, what are you? Think of something that you love about yourself. I am bold. I am strong. I am a great mom. I'm amazing. And I want you to put it in the comments right now. Start putting that out there. Start putting those positive thoughts out there. We give so much headspace to all the negativity and we're wanting so hard to get out of that space, but we don't give any airtime to all of the amazing things we are because we feel like it's self-absorbed. We feel like it's being conceited or stuck up. No, it's showing yourself you fucking love yourself. How many times do you go up to your children and say, you, you're so smart. How many times do you go up to your children and saying, I love you or you're amazing little one. That's not boosting their ego. That's not inflating their, their anything that's showing that you love them. So why do we feel like we can show others love through self-affirmations through affirmations, but we don't feel like we can show our self-love through affirmations. Y'all, 
You are worthy of the sweet words. Yes, I am independent. I am kind. I am strong. I'm a good girlfriend. I'm showing up. Yes, I'm caring, loving. See, y'all, there are so many amazing qualities about yourself. Hold on to those so you can give less airtime to all the negative things you feel about yourself. So you can focus on the positive. The third thing, y'all, comparison is the thief of joy. And I know we all know that, right? Like, okay, Allie, tell me something I don't know. I know I'm not supposed to care myself, compare myself to Aunt Susan or Uncle Johnny or fucking Pamela Anderson or Jennifer Aniston. I know I'm not supposed to. I don't even know where Pamela Anderson came from. Is she even like relevant anymore? What the fuck did that come from? I know I'm not supposed to compare myself to other people. I don't do it anymore. Okay. But do you compare yourself to yourself? Because that's equally as harmful. Comparing who you are right now to the woman you were in high school, to the woman you were before kids, to the woman you were last month. Comparing who you are right now to a different version of yourself in a different season of life. Y'all, that's like comparing apples to oranges. Comparing you with three kids, a husband, a house, a job, to you in high school and living with your parents and having nobody else but yourself. Like, what is the comparison? Y'all, we have to realize that we are in a different season of our life. And yes, we might've been thriving in that one, but our thriving in this one might just look different. I could not tell you how many times I held myself to the standard of what I did, like the, the life I lived and all that stuff before kids, right? Going to the gym twice a week and getting results. Like it was so easy to lose weight. It was so easy to do all this stuff. And I was holding on to this. And after kids, I was like, why am I not losing weight the same way? Why am I not being able to do it the same way? Because my body is not the same. My life is not the same. I have different priorities. So we've got to stop comparing how quickly the results came in a different part of our life, right? It's like holding a torch to a past self that's never going to be here again. Y'all, we have got to focus on who we are now and who we want to become. Who we were once is done with. Um, but we just got to stop comparing who we are now to a past version of ourselves. Y'all, it can be equally as harmful. So I know we want to say, I wish I was as skinny as the last time I was fat, or I wish I was, you know, I wish it was, my hips were the same as before kids, or I wish I could weigh this, like my pre-pregnancy pants or whatever the case may be. Y'all, if we release that version of ourselves, if we release the pressure that we have to get back to who we were, then we can allow ourselves power to become who we are supposed to be, right? Your life is not the same. So why should your body be the same? We've got to release the hold that we have to be what we once were so we can allow ourselves to be what we should be now. So focusing on the future rather than the past. Y'all, have you ever tried moving a car while looking in the rearview mirror? You're probably going to hit a fucking tree. You're not going to get very far. But if you're looking forward, you're going to get so much further faster. So keep looking forward and just release that, release that hold that who you once were is who you should be again, because you never know if the future version of you could be way better than that past version of you that you're holding on so tightly to. I held so tightly that I wanted my body to look like before kids. And I was like crushing it at the gym and I was going twice a week and, you know, I was losing weight left and right. I weighed way less than I weigh right now. And I had to come to a point in my life was like, that's not the goal. The goal should be to find who I am now, to find 
love and, and peace and who I am right now. So focusing forward and my body is so much stronger, healthier, and I am so much happier than I was back then. And I would have never allowed myself if I was still focused on that. Y'all, that future version of you could be way fucking better than that past version of you. And you're holding her back. You're holding her back because you're trying so hard to get to who you were that you're not allowing yourself to become who you should be. Um, Number four, loving yourself enough to make the best decisions for yourself. I have a beef with the self-love movement and, you know, the self-love body, body confidence, all that stuff. And I talked about it on my podcast, but you know, I, and this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion to a lot of people, but it is what it is. You know me, I'm full of unpopular opinions and I don't sugarcoat shit because I probably would eat that too. (laughs) But I, I have a beef with it. I truly believe that self-love comes from making the best decisions for yourself. That being confident within yourself is so important, but you need to love yourself enough to work towards being the best version of yourself. If you're doing this out of love, then you're going to go so much farther if you're doing it out of hate. And I believe a lot of people preach self-love, love your body, love this, while they're stuffing their face with a triple cheeseburger and a large fry and feeling like shit and calling that self-love. Y'all, self-love means that you make the decisions that are in your best interest because you love yourself. Is it in your best interest to not work out for a whole year? Do you think that's going to make your health any better? Is it in your best interest to eat gallons and gallons of sugar nonstop because you you just don't care and, and risk diabetes? Is it in your best interest if you're a diabetic to not take your insulin? No. So we take our insulin. Y'all, self-love means doing what's best for you because you love yourself. So maybe that means moving your body. Maybe that means eating healthier things. I will tell you a game changer for me is whenever I change my perspective on food from I have to eat this because I want to lose weight to I'm going to eat this because I want to be healthy, because I want energy. How many of us have realized we feel a whole hell of a lot better after eating a salad than after eating a triple cheeseburger, large fry, and a milkshake? Like how many of us realize that we just feel better and we look at ourselves different and we hold more energy? So if we love ourselves, why would we consume that on a daily basis, right? I'm not saying I will not throw down with the best of them because you know, honey, boo-boo child, I will. But why would we want to do that all the time? That's not showing ourselves love, is it? It's not showing ourselves love to ignore health risks because body positivity, because self-love means learning to love the body you're in. Yes, self-love means learning to love the body that you're in while simultaneously working to be the strongest version of yourself. That doesn't mean you have to be the smallest version of yourself, but damn it, y'all, do we not want to be the strongest version of ourselves? Do we not want to be strong and healthy and energetic and keep up with them little terrible tyrants of ours? Do we not want to be able to outlive, to be able to see our children grow up, our grandchildren? Do we not want to have the energy to get through a freaking day? I know y'all know about that one o'clock crash when we eat a crap ton of food or we eat food that doesn't feel good for our body and we have zero energy. Do we like that feeling? I know I did it. So how is it showing ourselves love? Like that's the thing with the body. Like they'll sit there with like, like 
And you know, maybe, maybe I'm misconstruing it, but that's just me, y'all. Showing yourself love means making decisions in the best interest of yourself. It means doing shit that you might not want to right now because you know your future self will thank you. It means looking at it from a perspective of I am giving myself life. I am not taking away, right? So many of us think, you know, I've got to restrict. I got to restrict. So I've got to hold back, but maybe that's just giving your, like, you don't have to do that. This is not an all or nothing. This is not a right or wrong. This is a middle ground. We're showing ourselves love can mean eating a salad so we feel nutrients, so we have energy. But also showing ourselves love means having a square of chocolate because it's on flow and I will bite a motherfucker's head off if I don't have some chocolate, right? It means making decisions in your best interest, both mentally and physically. Number five, have gratitude and joy. Y'all, the courage to be vulnerable enough to really feel gratitude really feel grateful and joyful with will trump scarcity y'all have to learn to be grateful and happy with who you are right now because if we're always waiting on something to feel joy right i'll be happy when i'll be happy when i lose the weight i'll be happy when i'm this size i'll be happy when my husband stops being an asshole i'll be happy when my kids don't annoy the shit out of me if we're always putting a stipulation on our happiness, I'm going to be one to tell y'all we're never going to be happy. How many of us have gotten to our goal weight, felt like we were going to love ourselves more, felt like everything was just going to fall into place. It was like this light switch that flipped on and life was just going to be, the heavens were going to open up and say, hallelujah, we made it. We love ourselves. But then you realize that didn't happen. That just because you hit your goal, life doesn't just open up and you don't just automatically love yourself. Self-love comes from within. It doesn't come from hitting a goal. It doesn't come from losing the weight, losing the inches. It doesn't come from any of that. It comes with your belief in yourself. It comes from the confidence within yourself. It comes from the way you perceive yourself as a whole entity, not just your aesthetics. Y'all, you've got to learn to find joy in the now. Find happiness in the now. Find love in the now. And I know y'all have felt it. How many of y'all the first week of like one of my boot camps and you're like, I'm going ho, I'm going all in. And you like crush four workouts and you wake up one day and you're like, I feel fucking amazing. I feel like a badass bitch. And it just makes you look at yourself differently, right? That's self-love. And you know what that self-love came from? It came from upholding the commitment you made to yourself. It came from creating confidence within yourself. And I know what you're saying. Yeah, I felt that the first four days, but by the weekend hit and I missed one workout, I went right back to feeling like shit. You didn't lose any weight or gain any weight within those three days. The only thing that changed is your lack of belief in yourself. The lack of confidence you withheld with, like the lack of confidence you had within yourself. So how do we create self-love? How do we create that happiness within ourselves? The answer is simple, but it's not easy. We uphold the commitments we make to ourselves. We stay determined and dedicated. 
We don't bite off more than we can chew. And when we say we're going to do something, we fucking do it. And the more that we do that, the more that we create this belief belief within ourselves, and the more that even if our appearance doesn't change in the mirror, we still look at ourselves differently. Y'all, nothing changed between day one of the boot camp and day four of the boot camp, except you had four workouts under your belt because you did what you said you were going to do. You put food in your body that made you feel good. It's like looking through rose-colored glasses. When you feel good, you see yourself differently, even if you don't look different. And the more that you do that, the more that you see life through these rose-colored glasses because you feel good, you're treating yourself good, the more the outside will just take care of itself. Because when you feel like a bad bitch, when you feel good, doesn't it make you want to keep doing that? Yeah, it's hard. But anything worth anything in life is fucking hard. Like, why do we constantly feel like we do all of these, we do all the hard stuff, right? We get up and go to work. We, we take care of our children. We love our husband. We, we give time to everybody else. And we do all of this hard stuff because why? Because we have to, because we made the commitment to, because we love them. But why in the single face of adversity, do we quickly crumble like a fucking cake? And we just don't do it because it's hard. No shit, it's hard. Life's hard. But part of loving yourself means doing the hard stuff. It means showing up when you really don't want to because you know yourself is going to thank you for it in 30 minutes. Y'all, it's hard. It's tough. But you're tougher. And the only way that you can prove to yourself how tough you are is by doing it. Y'all, it's as simple as that. The next thing is y'all got to speak. We've got to learn to speak to ourselves like we would speak to others. I know this kind of follows back with how I, what I talked about with I am. But the things we say to ourselves, we would be repulsed if we said that to our friend. Would you look at your friend and say, you were looking mighty fat today? Would you look at your friend and say, you're being lazy. You didn't do your workout. Would you look at your friend and say, you're never going to get your results. You never was able to before. But how many of us have said those things to ourselves? I have. I have looked at myself in the mirror and tore myself down. I have missed a workout and would talk so much shit to myself. But I would never say those to other people. I wouldn't go and say, Riley, why aren't you sleeping? You're, you need to wake up. You're being lazy. No. So why do I say that to myself when I'm dry oversleep? Y'all, we've got to be more gentle with ourselves. If we spew all of this hatred to ourselves, no fucking wonder why we're always going to hate ourselves. No wonder why we can't find self-love because our words aren't matching our desire to love ourselves. In the face of all of the hard stuff, we crumble and we say awful freaking things to ourselves. So before you allow yourself to bully yourself, ask, would I say this to my best friend? Would I sit across from her at Applebee's and say the things that I'm saying to me right now to her? 
And if the answer is no, then why do you treat yourself worse than you treat your friends? Hell, if you even met a stranger on the road, right? You came up to a stranger. Hey, Joe Bob. Hey, Joe Bob, you know what? You're a lazy piece of shit. Would you go up to a complete stranger and call them a lazy piece of shit? No, then why would we call ourselves that? We view ourselves as less than a complete stranger that we absolutely know, don't know them at all. Like, can we think about that? Just think about it. Open our fucking eyes. The things we say to ourselves, we wouldn't even say to a complete stranger, but we hold so little value to ourselves. We love ourselves so little that we would spew hatred to ourselves. Like, how fucking stupid does that sound in that point of view, right? Like, just can we all agree that that sounds awful, that we love ourselves so little that we would say things like that? Um, do more of what makes you feel good, y'all. I'm telling you, self-love comes from doing more of what makes you feel good. Do y'all want to know why I read books so much? And I read so many books. It's because it makes me feel good. It makes me happy. It brings joy to my life. Why would I replace that with doing something that doesn't bring me joy? Like working more, right? Like, like I love my job, but why would I do like, so we have to think, why do we hold, like, we don't feel like we're worthy of doing things that make us happy. How many of us will do laundry instead of doing something that makes us feel joy because we feel obligated to? Or how many of us will do all of the chores around the house and clean and all this stuff instead of taking our kids to the park, which would make us happy because we feel like, "Mm, well, we don't deserve happiness. Y'all, I want you to realize that the more time we spend doing things that make us happy and releasing the things that don't, the more joy we bring into our life, which means we will love ourselves more. I want you to ask yourself, what makes you happy? What makes you happy that you do on a daily basis? And if you are having a hard time thinking of something, that's the problem. Every day I get to chat with you guys and that makes me happy as fuck. I read, that makes me so happy. I work out, makes me so freaking happy. I go on runs. Those are like my favorite things. And that's why I'll even do it at five o'clock at night. I do something every day. That makes me incredibly happy. And I feel zero guilt about it. Y'all, you deserve happiness. You are so much more than the roles you play in your life. If every day your life is surrounded by laundry and dishes and mopping and sweeping and raising kids and dealing with tantrums and packing lunches and all of the roles we do, and you don't do anything for you. No freaking wonder you feel like you're dying inside. Now, there was a point in my life where I had no idea what made me happy. That Riley asked, hey, mommy, what do you like to do? What makes you, like, what do you like to do? And I literally couldn't think of anything. And that was the exact same time that my depression was so debilitating. I thought everybody would be better off without me. Do we not realize by putting ourselves on the back burner, we're also putting our family on the back burner because they're not getting the best version of ourselves? Y'all, do more of what makes you feel good. Do more of what makes you happy. Let me ask you this. Does working out make you feel good? 
After a workout, do you feel good? Do you feel better? We can all shake our head yes, because I know we do. So why the fuck are we not doing more of it? Do you feel good after you eat something nutrients dense? Do you feel good after you make a good nutrition decision for your gut? So why don't we do more of it? Do you feel good after you eat a triple cheeseburger with a large fry and a milkshake? So why do we do more of that? Right? It's as simple as that. What feels good? What feels good? Chase that feeling. Once we start realizing what feels good and we're realizing we're doing this for our benefit, not for because we hate ourselves, because we love ourselves and we want to feel better. It's like it's like a whole new world. It's like the fucking reading rainbow. It opens up a whole new world. Y'all, it's as simple as that. We don't chase results. We chase feelings. We don't look for that outward validation. We look for inside what feels good. If it feels good, we do good, right? So chase that feeling. Number nine is us as women worry so much about what we say and affects others. We don't worry about how it affects us. Y'all, the things that you say, yes, you wouldn't say those to others, but do you realize how they affect you? Do you realize that in the, the heat of the moment, you feel like those words might don't hold any validity, but do you know that's where our insecurities come from? It's in those moments that we say things that doesn't really, we feel like it's not going to affect us, but it does. How many of us have said, I'm not a morning person. And we, we just say it like it's the fucking Bible, right? I'm not a morning person. I can't do this. And that affects us in the realm. Like we don't even try anymore, right? That one time you don't wake up in the morning. It just proves the point that you are what you say you are. So fuck it. Why not even try? How many of us have said, you know what? Like I just, I, this is so hard. I can't work out. So then your brain's starting to search for all of the reasons why you can't do that. And then it defines the person that you are. Y'all, every single thing we say has lasting effects, whether we know it or not, whether we believe it or not, because it holds within our self-conscious. So if we want to change our life, our love for ourselves, our, our views on ourselves. It starts with this. It starts with how we talk to ourselves. It starts with how we view ourselves. And it starts with how we treat ourselves. Change your life, change those things, and you will change your life. You want to see success in this journey? You want to lose the weight? You want to change, you want to change your outer appearance? Start within here, in here. Change the words you say, change the thoughts you think, change the actions you make you will change all that other stuff because your body is a byproduct of those three things. Your thoughts, your words, your actions. You change those and your weight is going to be an easy factor because it's a byproduct of those. Y'all, we're not going for perfection. We have to remember this journey, this self-love, fitness, health, all of that, It's not about perfection. It's about effort. It's about putting one step in front of the other. It's about realizing that we're trying to unlearn years and years and years and years and years and years and years years of behaviors. And it's not going to be easy. 
but nothing in worth life ever comes easy. That's why I created 30 strong because I didn't want you guys to chase perfection. I wanted you to chase effort. That's why I open up every single one of our boot camps the exact same way. I want you to focus on small little changes over time because ask any of my girls that have been here a hot minute, right? We got, we got Murphy, we got Britt, we got Kel, we got all of these girls that have been with me for over a year. It all started with one little change. Started with one little change, one little focus, and it all compounded to now they are totally different humans because they put in the time. They trusted the process. Y'all, I promise you, I'm not just shooting bullshit up your ass. I'm not just trying to sell you a diet pill. I'm not just trying to give you fluff. I'm not trying to get you, like my goal even isn't for you to lose weight. I, I don't give a crap how much you lose. Y'all know I haven't weighed myself in like over six months. I don't care. It doesn't matter. My goal is for when you come into this group, if you do leave, you leave a better human. You leave with a different perspective on yourself. You leave with more joy. That's how we measure success. By the three things, our thoughts we think, the words we say, the actions we make. That's where self-love comes from. That's where it all boils down to. So I want you, once you get off this call, remember, those are the three things you need to focus on. Actions, thoughts, words. All righty, y'all. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little behind the curtain look at one of my coaching calls looks like. Um, I hope you got a little bit of tidbits on improving your self-love and my 10 tips. I hope they really truly do stick with you. And above all, I hope they just help change your perspective, open your mind and your heart to let you know that you can love yourself right now and the body that you're in and the life that you're living, even while simultaneously working towards being the better version of yourself. Remember y'all, we don't have to be our best self to love ourselves, And we don't have to be a smaller version of ourselves to love ourselves either. Okay. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, will you do me a solid and go over to Apple and leave a five-star rating and review and leave some nice notes. They really, truly do help the podcast grow tons and also share it on your Instagram stories and make sure to tag me so I can send you a little shout out and thank you so much for listening. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to leave you like I leave you every single time in a world full of bitches. Be that bitch, whatever that bitch is to you. I'll see y'all next Wednesday. Love you.